Hello, everybody. It's Alan Share. We're back with another version of Flock and Gather. It is your only 18-minute podcast to the spa and salon industry. Although, as my guests know, sometimes we go longer than 18 minutes, but that's just the way it is. I've got my friend and insurance expert Ken Callison with us today. He is the director of allied beauty experts and i think he knows everything about insurance because he's lost all his hair good morning ken good morning that's, and i can't see you again i lost the picture no. of you even though our um our listeners can't see you anyways but it's always good when i can see you yeah do you want me to try to get it back on oh it doesn't matter our, you're up in the colorado area but you guys work all over the country anyways right Oh, yeah, we cover all 50 states. It's really yeah. a national association for the beauty and medical spa industries is what Allied Beauty Experts is. Got it. And when we say beauty, we mean spa, salon, skin care, everything, correct? Everything from hair and nails to medical spa treatments. Got it. So, you know, with insurance is always difficult for people because it's not the main focus of what they do as a business. Normally someone opens their doors and they go, well, I have people, I have to insure them. I've got inventory. I've, I've got a building and my landlord requires me to have insurance. But we're talking about insurance differently than what people think about their basic kinds of insurance. How do you explain what you do past, I'm in a building, I need insurance? Well, of course, business owners may not like or understand the insurance requirement for for their business, but commercial insurance is different than personal insurance, and that's what most people think of. And with commercial insurance, you really, especially for our industry, are, are looking at two things, professional liability and general liability. And general liability is slip and fall or somebody's property getting injured, uh, professional liability is basically malpractice. So you really have to have both. And then it's important to understand what that insurance covers and what kind of form it is. Got it. Most people, you know, it's not something you think of until you need it, and then you really need it. And then it's too late sometimes, right? Yeah, if you didn't get the right coverage or you didn't renew or whatever. All right, Kent, let me, I want to talk about owners with insurance, but I also want to talk about people who are individual practitioners and they're working for someone and they might be on the payroll. They might be a 1099. We don't know what they are and that's different. So if we can, let's start with business owners. So let's just say Alan Share runs a salon or a spa. And I know that when I open my door, I'm going to need a general liability uh, insurance. I cover my receivables. I might get a bunch of different kinds of insurance. And now I've got employees. What do I need to supply the employees with? Well, some policies cover independent contractors as well as employees for professional liability. There's other coverages like workman's comp coverage. And that's really one of the keys for employees because most states require, if not all states require that. Some states also require general liability, but those three, professional liability, general liability, and workman's comp are the keys. If you own your own building, then you'll need a separate policy to cover the building. And then right. there's con 
contents coverage for equipment, computers, furniture, so forth. Okay. And now I'm a employer at 1099. Um, I go to work for Allen Share Spa Salon. Do I need a, uh, if I'm an, an employee or a contractor, am I expecting something from the owner to cover me? And should I be covering myself as well? Uh, it's always a good idea to get some deck page or proof of coverage if you are a technician doing treatments, especially if you're an independent contractor. Typically, it's the reverse. The independent contractor says, well, I have my own insurance. I don't need to be on yours. I don't need to be on the spot policy. And what's important there, if you're the business owner, is if you have an independent contractor or a medical director or somebody providing a certain role that says they have their own coverage, you should ask for a certificate of insurance and you should ask to be listed as an additional insured. Because if you're an independent contractor and you have a professional liability claim, it may protect you, but the business owner is not going to be protected by the independent contractor's policy unless they're listed on there. Got it. Okay. You just said two things that are really critical, and I, we talk about this stuff fast, so I want to go back and, and talk about these again. Um, if you're a technician and you're on the payroll of someone else, you should get a copy of the front page of the policy so you know there's a policy in place, correct? Well, you should. If you're an employee, that's going to be standard, pretty standard. If you're an independent contractor, you know, the desire to have some proof of that is perhaps a little higher. Okay. If I'm uh, someone's on my payroll, how do they know I'm paying the policy? Well, they typically trust that the business owner is paying. Okay. The policy. So that's where I was going. <laughs> so there if you want to be careful, I get a copy of the, of the declaration page Got it. or the and policy itself. Got it. And then, of course, that's probably renewable every year. So it's something you should stick in your calendar to remember to ask for it. Okay. Absolutely. Let's talk about contractors. You mentioned two things. You might want to get from, if you're a contractor working for Allen Share Spa Salon, you want to get a certificate of insurance that lists you as an additional insured. Could you explain that and the process, please? Uh, yes, Allen Share Spa and Salon wants to get a copy of the independent contractor's coverage, and you want to be listed on their coverage as an additional insured. Got it. Okay. I had it backwards. So contractors coming in have to have their own policy and you as a, on, or be listed on your, I'm sorry. To got it. Or be listed on your policy. They either have their own or you list them on yours. Okay. So got to be really clear about this because this is the place where people get hung up. There's the accident that we say is never going to happen. And then you find out you don't have the right insurance, do you? Yeah, it does happen. Ken, how do people find you, by the way? What's the best website uh, for people to go to you? Uh, AlliedBeautyExperts.com is the best website. Got it. Uh, and that's that's plural. So it's Allied Beauty Experts with an S on the end, experts.com. Correct. 
Okay. Um, Ken, does this come up often in the court? You know, we always say insurance is one of those things where you should pay for it and you hope that you're never going to use it, correct? Isn't that normally the way we look at it, right? People. Yeah. It's the one it's a, product you buy you hope you never use, but. But you do, because it comes up and we talk, we see it all the time across our industry. There's always something happening in some way or in some form. So what is it? Hoping isn't a plan, correct? It's not. No, no, you've got to have the real deal. Um, the world's changed. You and I are talking in almost November of 2022. There's wild inflation. Prices are up. Uh, the, the world's in a chaotic sense. But it shouldn't be an issue for you to go out and get insurance, correct? Has, been in, has insurance, I guess I'm asking, is it easier or harder if you're a contractor, a technician, or a business owner? Or is it still the process? Go to alliedbeautyexperts.com, get insurance. Well, what we're finding now in the marketplace, uh, and typically, anytime there's economic turmoil or inflation, as you just mentioned, and so forth, insurance claims tend to go up. Uh, the second thing is, as insurance claims go up, insurance companies tend to be more restrictive. So we're finding now that a lot of insurance companies, if you have a large claim, aren't going to renew you or, or if you are going to another carrier for a quote, they may not be willing to cover you. So the two things you have to realize about claims is insurance companies are sensitive to either frequency or intensity. So you can have a number of smaller claims or one large claim, and that's where you have to be careful. So you use insurance when you need to. The example I like to use is, you know, you don't file a car insurance claim for a ding in the grocery parking lot in your door. Which is a good, exa a good example, by the way. And that ding, by the way, today can cost you $500. But most people have larger deductibles to cover that because everything about cars is expensive. Do we see it the same way with insurance? Do you, do you have a choice of buying larger, smaller deductibles to hold the cost down? Uh, you typically can. Uh, a lot of policies are kind of cookie cutter. Uh, but if you want to have your agent, or if you want to shop around, you'll see some differences in the deductibles. And you do have to factor that in because if the rate's lower, but you've got a $5,000 deductible and you're only saving $100, it's probably not worth it. Ken, my dad always said to me, have a relationship with your insurance agent. Stay in the same place. You know, make them know who you are and what's going on in your business. Is that still true today? Uh, probably more than ever because the agent or broker is, is really your advocate and your go-between between yourself and the insurance company and the claim you're filing. And you really cannot underestimate the impact of that. So... I think that relationship is critical because they're going to go to bat for you. And if you, Do you don't know, have somebody, right. You know, that's going to go to bat for you. It's going to be a lot more, a lot tougher for you. Um, friends, we're speaking today with Ken Callison. He's a director at 
at, you can find them at Allied Beauty Experts. That's plural, AlliedBeautyExperts.com. Their team knows everything about insurance in our industry. In fact, it's what they specialize in. So please make sure you you go to AlliedBeautyExperts.com and reach out to Ken. Ken, I've got a few more questions because the the topic of insurance, it's always fascinating to me. And for a number of reasons we've talked about, but you just said your agent is your advocate and advocates for you. We're in a relationship business. You know, the spa salon, medical spa, resort, this is a relationship business. You would think people in our industry would clearly understand why you don't bounce around and that staying with the same agency for many years pays dividends, correct? It usually does, unless you have a policy that's kind of a weak policy. Or if you can't reach your agent. A lot of, you know, companies now don't even answer their phone. So if it's difficult to get a quote and it's difficult to talk to somebody, it's going to be 10 times that difficult if you have a claim to reach somebody. Yeah, you bring up a good point, right? You you have to be able to reach them, right? Uh, it's highly advisable if, <laughs> yeah. if, you want, if you want the right coverage or your claim paid. Yeah, you don't. I don't think, you know, for most people, they... In fact, I would argue they look at insurance very much like the association. They might join once a year and then never talk to you for a year until it's time to rejoin again. But um, with insurance, there's a lot more moving uh, parts uh, and pieces today. And let's face it, workers are fickle. Uh, Workers move around a lot, as we've noticed during the the, uh, pandemic. And they jump from job to job to job. So if I'm a contractor and I'm jumping from job to job to job, am I updating my insurance what address, my place of employment all the time? And does that look bad on me when I'm when I'm buying insurance? No, it doesn't look bad at all. And updating your coverage is is critical because more for the spa, but in our industry, there are always new treatments new technology coming out. And a lot of those are invasive treatments. So if you get your policy in January and in July, you buy a new piece of equipment that has a, does kind of an invasive cover, uh, invasive treatment, do yourself a favor and make sure you call your agent and verify that that's covered under your policy. Uh, good point. Okay. Let's talk about what's covered, because I think that's another critical point to understanding uh, insurance. Ken, if I'm just an esthetician and I do facials, that's one thing. But if I've been taught how to do lasers and I'm lasering someone's face, that's something completely different on my policy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's a different risk profile. Uh, those those types of claims are usually larger claims, but you can get a claim from anything, from waxing, from nail treatments, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you did anything wrong. There's a lot of frivolous claims, too. So anybody can claim anything. Got and it. Sometimes, sometimes it's real and sometimes it's not. Um, do you have a... when When people are buying insurance and they're speaking with you, Is it a checklist of stuff that says, which one of these do you do? How do people know what the scope is of their insurance? 
Well, different policies underwrite that coverage differently. So we base the coverage on what kinds of treatments are being done and how many technicians are doing those treatments. Because you could have two technicians doing permanent cosmetics, three technicians doing laser treatments and five hairstylists. So we rate on that basis because we feel that's the most accurate way to assess risk. There are still insurance companies that base their premium on your gross revenue and the square footage. Right. That's old fashioned. It's, in my opinion, it's very old fashioned. Right. It doesn't tell you anything. That's another problem yeah. other than the size of the business. That's all. It doesn't tell you how, how good a job they do. Yep. All right, Ken, in the minute we have re uh, people remember, reach out to Ken. He, he and his team are at um, Allied Beauty Experts, plural, alliedbeautyexperts.com. They know everything about insurance in our industry. It is critical that you have the right insurance. In fact, Ken, people should call you to review what they already have, shouldn't they? Absolutely. Yeah, and, I know, would we've think. Been, we've been in the beauty industry for 30 years. So it's not like we run a national association for the beauty industry. So it's not like we don't already walk the walk and talk the talk. I have built and run medical spas. So I think our, our members appreciate that more than anything is we know what they're going through on a day-to-day -day basis and the joy and the challenges of running a, a salon or a spa or a medical spa. Okay. I have so many more questions, but we're going to have to do this as podcast part two. Uh, people, again, alliedbeautyexperts.com. Ken, I have a closing question. If I'm Alan Share, owner of Spa Salon, and I have insurance through you, and I have technicians or contractors come in and they go, where do you think a good place to get insurance is? Is there any conflict if I carry insurance from you and I ask my technicians or my 1099s to also get insurance from you? There's not a conflict. There's actually an advantage because then we can make sure that Alan Share Spa is listed on their certificate. Awesome. Oh, good answer. Ken, it's been it's always enjoyable when we're together, but this now I'm getting a little smarter about insurance. It's even more fun. Thanks for sharing your 30 years of insurance with us. Alliedbeautyexperts.com. Thanks, Ken. Thank you very much, Alan. And friends, remember, please be kind to one another.